This is Loose Leaf, a multi-author podcast journal where we talk about goals, the ups and downs of writing, and where we try to warn you off of our greatest pitfalls. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Loose Leaf Authors. I'm so excited. Today, we have Phyllis Hodges with us. Hodges? I think I I said that wrong. (laughs) I met Phyllis at the AIM conference at the beginning of July, and I'm so excited to have her here with us to tell us about her books and how she got into writing and uh, a little bit about her publishing journey in general. So Phyllis, would you like to take a minute to introduce yourself? Yes. Hey, it is so fabulous to be up early and sharing on your platform. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome. Yes, we did. We had an opportunity to meet in Hot Springs a few weeks ago and being blessed to be side by side with <laughs> people don't realize it's a setup. So I just talked to my husband all the time. And I said, you know, that young lady we were sitting next to mm-hmm. <laughs> happen with us. We're going to work together. So thank you again for this interview. Well, I tell you, since that was a bit of a slow conference for selling books, it was wonderful to have someone so full of energy and excitement sitting beside me because we never got bored. And I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Okay, we're going to just start with some easy questions. Since it's early for you, give us both time to wake up a little bit more. Thank you. Okay. Who is your favorite author? Ooh, great question. I have so many. I have so many. And I say it like that because I like all type of books from nonfiction, from fiction, romance. Uh, you can go on and on. So I just have a lot of author. Matter of fact, I'll put it like this. I have a lot of author friends and favorites. So if I put one name out there, they may look at me funny. I like all of you. (laughs) That is a very smart answer, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that you said you like to read all kinds of different genres. I think that enriches our life so much more than when we pick one and, and don't stray. So thank you for sharing that. I have... They're not going to be able to read this, but I have your business card and I know you do a lot of stuff other than just write. So before we talk about your writing and the two books that you've got out, what else do you do that makes you Phyllis? What, what is it that you just have all this passion for that you want to share with people? From a personal standpoint, let me start there. I'm a wife of 47 years and I am so ecstatic because it's almost like it's the beginning. <laughs> First met 1974 to where we are now, we still have that that fire. So I put a lot in my marriage and this has been a process. Actually, I just learned how to do this with this fullness during this uh, serious time that we're living in, in terms of the pandemic. So I've really been focusing on my marriage. Now let's dig deep into the professional side of Phyllis. My husband and I, we own health and wellness centers, and I've been a fitness guru, as some may call me, for a long time. And I love it as an entrepreneur, but just in terms of exercising, oh, girl, who like to exercise? <laughs> but 
but I love the way it makes me feel. And I love the look that comes when you do it the proper way. So as a fitness specialist, I'm looking back, it's been actually over 30 years, but once I got started in this arena, I heard the Lord say to me that I would actually go around the world with my wellness center. So the mission was to shape up the world spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. And I'm saying, me, just this one little woman, how can this be? And so at that point, that's when I started to think about maybe a book. Maybe I can put information in a book and spread the word that way. And that's how it actually got started. And I, I just had my own um, audience because that first book was strictly for my audience in the health and wellness industry. So that's how it all got started. That's wonderful. And I, I must not have found that book. Is it about health and wellness? I'm glad you said that because when you mentioned two, I said, yes, this particular book, the, the title is A Divine Connection. And I go into depth about how important it is to just get in tune with yourself. And then there were so many testimonies, but I don't talk about that book a lot because it's really out of circulation now. It was self-published and it was a small book. Matter of fact, I'm going to glance behind me. I always tell people don't despise small beginnings. Right. And if you see it, it's a very small book, but it's a very powerful book. So it's almost like my little Bible to say, girl, you did get started. Now you got to continue. You must continue in this era. Mm-hmm. That's so wonderful. I love Thank that. You. <laughs> and that goes to prove that if you like to read in lots of genres, you can write in lots of genres or, or lots of, I guess it's all nonfiction, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so this particular book here, it was years later, I would say almost 10 years later before the, mm, I don't want to disrespect this book, but before the real book came out, eight years of unforgettable history. Now that particular book is the living history book. And a lot of people that really know Phyllis, really know me, they are shocked because I don't necessarily like history. It could become, it's really boring to me. But my husband on the other end, he tries to talk to me about the various history things and all of that. So I started to listen. And once upon a time when this gentleman by the name of Barack Obama came on the scene, ooh, I got really interested in and he was just a senator and it was in me as an African-American woman, a lot of times just thinking back, back in school, one of the reasons I did not like history, most people that looked like me was either slaved or uh, in slavery, uh, just downtrodden. It just wasn't anything positive. And me, I'm looking like, uh-uh, something is wrong with this picture. There are some folks that look just like me that's doing some powerful things and that's changing so I started to follow our former president at that particular time. And that's how that got started. But I had no idea a book was going to come out of all of these newspapers that I was collecting. Girl, I was 
in so many newspapers and the book became a success. I'm just so grateful to say it. And then another book came and it really made me smile because I was able to look at myself in a big way as a female, but not as an American female, but just as a female, knowing that we are making a lot of strides in positive areas. So the name of that one is Girl Power. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. Tell us some of the other people that are um, in the first book, and then tell us some people that you talk about in the second book as well. Just Excellent. throw okay. some names out there. Throw some names Excited. out there. Let me, look here. Let me do <laughs> this here. I'm going to grab it. Oh, the face to cover. <laughs> you see the back? And, I, and I, I think it's so pretty. I just think this is a pretty book. And my signature now, a lot of people have pen names or pet names and all of that. Uh, I just use my name, Phyllis Hodges, but... My signature with my books, they are coffee table. These, I mean, big. And if you notice, it's hard for me just to put it in my bookshelf. Girl, I have to put it like that. <laughs> See it? <laughs> because it's so large, but that's the signature piece of it. And it is called coffee table book. But back to your question, who's in the book? Because it is a living history book, not just a living history book. I want to make this clear. Living history, American history, African-American history, and you can go on and on and on. Now let's look in the book. When we look in the book, matter of fact, people look at this book, girl, and they think it's a political book. Nope, you cannot tell a book by its cover. That is so true. <laughs> a lot of our Kansans are in this book. And we start out again with our former president. And then that first chapter is by Chief Master Richard Anderson. And if a person in Arkansas in surrounding areas, now global, don't know about this chief, you need to do your homework. Investing in this book. Okay, that's Chief Master Anderson, matter of fact, he was the first African-American male eighth degree black belt around the world. And that's quite powerful. In chapter two, economics, Martha Dixon. A lot of people, they'll say, Martha Dixon, I've heard that name. Well, I'll go ahead and break it down to you. This young lady is from Arkansas, but she's from El Dorado, Arkansas. And she was the one that designed Hillary Clinton's, uh, what do you call it? Her inaugural gowns and a lot of wardrobe. And a lot of people didn't know that. They would see Hillary walking around. They had no idea who actually designed those garments. And it was an Arkansan, and that was Martha Dixon. Now in chapter three, family values, Jeffrey Henderson. And people say, Jeffrey Henderson? Who in the world is that? That's a young man when he hit his 20s, a young guy, just graduated from school, um, a Mac Almond school here in Little Rock, and he became, let me tell you, the first and only Olympic gold medalist in track and field. Now, he was from North Little Rock by way of Mac Almond. In other words, 
a train track right in between Mac Almond and North Little Rock. So for the, the young guys or for the athletes that want to go to that next level, have to do is read about Jeffrey Henderson. Now in chapter four, I'm really proud of all of these individuals, but I'm really proud about chapter four because there's some blood here. Wars and rumors, that's Pamela Huff. She's the first female and first African-American chief warrant officer and they call her CW5. That's in the Arkansas Army National Guards. And the great part about that that's my real natural sister. And oh, people. Ooh, some history has been made here for real. So yeah. uh, <laughs> grateful to introduce Pam to everybody. And that's Pamela Huff. Now in chapter five, life in the White House. Yes, life in the White House. What's going on? A dear friend of mine, and I can call a friend now because when we first met, uh, you know me, I have a gift of gab. So I saw this lady, <laughs> I saw this lady and I couldn't finish, just couldn't quit talking. I would ask her questions. I would follow her and we became the best of friends. And when I found out who she really was or is, she's the first and only, here only now, first and only presidential diarist. What is that? She's the only person in the world that ever was titled a diarist. She went to the White House with President, with former President Bill Clinton. She followed up with that journal and that pen. She wrote his story. She wrote things about what was going on in the White House. And I'm saying, wait a minute, I know her. This woman lived in the White House. Wait a minute, not just there for not, but she was there as a diarist and she got title from the former president, Bill Clinton. Oh, and I know her. She's in my book. Y'all got to get the book. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Chapter six, again, to make me smile. We're talking about blood again. And I think everybody probably know about this. Okay. Education is so important. When I name this lady, some people may say, hmm, wait a minute. Thelma mother shed, but I'm not going to stop there. Is Thelma Mothershed where? Now, who is that? The name is familiar. Well, everybody have heard about the Little Rock Nines. It was nine of them that did what? That was eventually allowed to integrate Central High School. Well, guess what? That's my cousin! <laughs> that is so amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ironic. It's a blessing to really know who you're related to. And you know, sometimes in my culture, we befriend people and we'll say, you know, that's my cousin. You know, <laughs> well, this is real, you all, okay? I'm not making this up. <laughs> okay, chapter seven, politics. Lottie Shackerford, that young lady was the first female mayor in the city of Little Rock. Now this is very educational. A lot of people didn't know that. And what I'm going to tell you, we have a mayor now, an African-American mayor by the name of Mayor Frank Scott. So everybody was like excited and saying, wow, we got our first African-American male mayor. 
Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not quite true. And they wonder why. Well, first of all, I'm going to tell you a little bit. I'm not going to tell you everything because you got to get this book, okay? The thing about our mayor here in Little Rock, Arkansas, Frank Scott, he is not necessarily the first African-American male because he was not appointed. When I'm saying appointed, the board of directors didn't appoint him. We voted him in. There was two that came before him. Lottie Shackelford, the first female, she was appointed by the board of directors. And a lot of people didn't know that. And then Mayor Bussey was the first African-American male. He was appointed in. So now, do you see what I'm talking about? History, come on folks, history, history. Let's see, we got one more chapter here. You're probably wondering, is it that many folks in that book? Yes, it is. We have how many pages? Let me go ahead and tell you. It's a thick book. We have over 200 pages, okay? Now, the last two individuals in this book that you must know about is Judge Joyce Elise Williams Warren. That's a mouthful. Joyce Elise Williams Warren. She was the first African-American juvenile judge in Arkansas. Talk about wearing a lot of hats in the first. Being a first, well, guess what? She wears a lot of hats. And you got to read this book to find out she was the first in this and this and this and this. And this lady here, I'm going to see, can you all see her? Yes. She's an activist. A lot of people call her Mother Annie Abrams. A lot of people call her Miss Abrams, but she's made history a million times over and over. But she blessed me to accept the invitation to write my forward. Ooh. Oh, nice. Times is not what you know, it's who you know. So I got Annie Abrams to write the forward. So it's a lot of local individuals. It's a lot of international individuals in this book. But I tell people they all are alive and well, but they have connections to individuals that pave the way. But not only are these adults, we have a segment in here regarding young adults that made history and I really have a big smile on my face when you all hear about one, one, one young lady. Let me see here. And her name is Jade Crosby. I'm going to whisper this. She's my granddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> of everybody in Arkansas, in the state, she was the first one to receive a handwritten letter from our former first lady, Michelle Obama. And it's this book, the letter is in the book. But anyway, it's a lot of individuals that made history and that's worth reading about in this living history book. And am I proud of it? I'm proud for a lot of reasons. It's not just for me, it's not just about me, but I think it will encourage others to learn about yourself, learn about history and I tell people, everybody have a story. Sit down, think about it. Start pinning, write your story.
story. And it may just be in your personal family, but that's what eight years of unforgettable history is all about. I love that. And I love how personal it is to you, but that everybody can learn and grow by experiencing the stories that you're sharing. And I think we have to make history personal in order to learn from it as well. Exactly. And history is history. It's for all of us to learn. It don't have, history doesn't have a color. History don't have an age because we're talking way back before 1800s that we talk about things took place in this book. And we're living now in 2021. So history is most important, all forms of history. Yes, I totally, totally agree. We just have so many things going on in our world. And if we would just learn our history, like really get in and learn these personal stories that you're sharing, maybe we could learn something and make better choices and not keep repeating the same mistakes that we're making. Oh, that's it right there. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Uh, Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Eight years of unforgettable history. Okay. So did it take you eight years to write the book or why, why the title? The title, it actually, it took me more than eight years, but eight years was because of the uh, president himself. Okay. That makes sense. Years why he held office both terms, but of course he was the Senator. So I started then and had to wrap some things up after the eight years. So it was almost a 10 year book and woo, I wanted to pull my hair out to get through with this book. Wait, we couldn't, we couldn't rush it. We can't, you can't yeah. rush history. That is so true. <laughs> Here's a fun question. So eight years has been out for a while and you just had girl power come out in February. What has been the toughest criticism that you've received? And, and I like to share this because since most of our listeners are writers hoping to become published authors, I want them to be aware that not everybody is going to like what you do. And so have you had kickback? Have you had some criticism that you just, you know, I try to tell them just, just shake your head and move on because... (laughs) there's not a lot you can do about it. And we'll follow up with a better question after this one. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect question because I very seldom have that question presented to me. I go back to my first babe, a connection. Again, my background, I'll put it like this. I'm anointed to promote. I can promote anything. Okay. You hear me? especially if I have a heart for it, if it's something that I'm attached to, I can promote it. So when a divine connection came out, I started going door to door, business to business, promoting the book, because again, it was a self-published book. And at that particular time, Amazon was not taking books that were self-published. And I'm looking here, this was in, we copyrighted in 2004. So during that particular time, I said, let me just go door to door. And people were purchasing just like that. My audience was purchasing it because again, health and wellness and fitness, but I had the nerve. I was bold enough, (laughs) knew my product, 
So I went to the state capitol. People, I want you all to hear this. I went to the state capitol because they have a beautiful uh, bookstore. And this book is beautiful. It in on the shelf at the state capitol. And I'm going to tell you all what happened. Hmm. And I don't want to start crying and I don't want to be mad because I've came to realize what's for you is for you. I talked about the book. I don't know where they looking at the book or looking at me with my excitement, but they decided to purchase several boxes of this book. Oh my goodness. And oh my God, wait a minute. I'm excited. I'm on my way back now to work to my fitness center. And I get a phone call before I get back to my wellness center. And it's somebody from the state capitol. And I'm hearing in her voice, "Uh uh-uh, this don't sound good. She's telling me who she is and why she's calling. And she wants to apologize. But after all, the books that they had agreed to purchase, they couldn't. And I'm saying, wait a minute. I just left there, you all said, dozen and dozen and dozen. And she said, there's only one problem. I said, well, what the what is the problem? She went on to tell me about mixing education, mixing politics, mixing religion and all of that. And I'm listening, well, wait a minute, what does that have to do with my book? There's an area in my book when I'm a Christian and I don't have any shame in my game, I'm going to tell you, and a lot of times I don't tell you, I just try to walk in love. But in my book, in the back of the book, it says, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior for your life. That right there did null and void to my book. So I cried, I went to the Lord, I prayed, and guess what? He reminded me that he would never leave me nor forsake me. And he told me, don't take it personal, I'm opening other doors. At that particular time, what did I do? I said, hmm, there's other gift shops. God has put me around people that know people that own places. So he had me to call at that point, the CEO of Baptist Hospital. Y'all better hear me. And I called my friend at that time, the CEO of Baptist Hospital. And what happened? I told him about this fabulous book. And of course, this book became an item on the bookshelves, on the little stand in the Baptist Hospital gift shops. So that encouraged me, sometimes doors open and sometimes doors close. So that particular door that closed, it was a blessing because I knew at that particular time when I was writing, again, I didn't know. Certain things you can put in and certain things you can't put in if you want your book to be in certain places. And I was okay with it. So the book, again, we sold out copy after copy after copy. So that was one thing that made me a little disgusted, but I learned from that. 
and then even talking about eight years of unforgettable history, I'm grateful to say libraries around the world, when I say that, I'm talking about Ghana, Tanzania, Turkey. These are the libraries, the public libraries, Little Rock and all of those places, schools from elementary schools, junior high schools, high schools, and several colleges. But again, I wanted that state capital, okay? And the reason I wanted that state capital for that particular book, because we had presented the governor with his own personal copy. He was so elated. Ooh, he was so elated. And this is Governor Asa Hutchinson. He was excited about this book. He said, Phyllis, thank you so very much. We need this. And we're going to take this book and we're going to put it in the library at the governor's mansion. I said, yeah. Wow. So that was a blessing. But at the same time, I went back to that state capital, state capital uh, gift shop from a political standpoint. A lot of the guys in the Capitol were Republicans. And I'm honest about it. And we need to learn how to talk and have ears to hear. Nothing again. I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, independent. I don't care. I just want you to read my book, okay? So at this point in time, they're looking at the cover of the book. So they're looking at it as a political book. So they had all kinds of reasons why they couldn't put the book in that particular location. But that's okay because bigger and better things will come because again, that book is in the category of best selling now. So um it's just you can't get you can't uh wear your feelings on your shoulders. You can't get upset and take it personal because you should have that love in your heart. You should have that joy. And I tell anybody and everybody this joy that you see early this morning or whenever you're going to watch this uh, podcast, this joy wasn't given to me by anybody but the Lord. So he's the only one can take it away. So I'm going to be cheerful and grateful and full of energy any way it go, because he's given me strength to write these stories and to share information and to meet people like you and to be on your podcast. <laughs> I just love your enthusiasm, even talking about the hard parts. I yeah. love how happy you are. And I'm so grateful that our listeners can hear that. And those that, that join us on YouTube can see it because it's wonderful. And as writers and authors, we have to find that joy in knowing that we're writing what's in our hearts. We're sharing the stories that we want to share because, I mean, you're never going to write something that everybody likes likes even harry potter has people that hate harry potter you know <laughs> so so you have to find that joy like you're talking about and so that brings us to the next question what is one of your favorite compliments that you've received about your books i think my favorite compliment came from my husband my husband didn't realize i was a writer and he was always been just so supportive. He would give me that space so I could have some quiet time. He would pray for me sometimes when he saw uh, that smile turn into a frown, like what's going on? And then I uh, would share the story, 
show him just bits and pieces and he would read it, but until it was birthed and when he saw it, it, it just blew him away. He was so amazed. And he told me, he said, I'm so proud of you. He said, didn't realize how this project was gonna turn out. He know I'm a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm gonna step out and have that kind of faith and tap into different areas. And uh, he saw that and he was just very pleased. And every time uh, I sit down and I tell him a title and we ha I have so many titles up here, he'll sit back and he'll think and he'll say, yeah, well, if you did it once, you can do it again and again. And uh, I think that's one of my major uh, accomplishments in terms of just feeling good about that com those compliments coming from him. I love that. That support is just priceless. And yes. Yes. so I know it's not about writing, but one of the favorite things that I learned about you at the conference, as we were just chatting, was that you and your husband got married in 1974 as a mixed race couple. And I know that could not have been easy. So that just shows your strength of character, his strength of character, and the power of the love that you guys have for each other. You were paving the way, paving the way even back then for people to just go, hey, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> mm -hmm. We can do this. And uh, it's uh, something that even when a person invests in girl power, they can be a portion of our story. And it blesses us even sometimes during the hard times or you can kind of get disgusted. I go back and I grab any one of my books and I start to read and when your own work can encourage you, you found something. And I remember back saying, I really don't know what I'm doing. I was just guiding my hand. And I look at the product now, if I had to go back and do it all over, I would, but could I? Whoa, that was a lot. Am I glad it's over with? Oh, yes. But I must like pain because I continue to write. We got another one coming out real soon. Oh, good. Yes, another one is coming out. And it's totally different from my character. Matter of fact, I tell people in terms of marketing, you can see these earrings that I have on. Can you yeah. see the earrings? Yes. Well, the book that's coming out is titled A Country in Horror. The world is watching. So these earrings has that big old eye and it's watching you. So I got with my designer and we created these earrings before the book will be launched. So people can start talking. And on that note, with eight years of unforgettable history, you know, we're living in the pandemic time. So <laughs> I want you to walk around looking like my book. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then with, with a girl power, you know, a lot of times I just think I'm not picking on any companies, but just say Coca-Cola or let's say uh, Gucci, just grabbing some names. Why do their names have to be on your chest? Baby, you know what I did? 
Y'all better look at this. Can y'all see this here? I have my own scarf with my name on it. Y'all better look at it. Can you see that? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. So here I am. I'm promoting that book. But by chance, if you're not a reader, that's okay. Baby, go get your scarf and cover your head. Or if you don't like a mask, teeth is on. Put this over your face. <laughs> and ladies in church, you know, we have to use some etiquette. You know, depending on the, the length of your skirt or dress, just get this scarf and place it over your legs and see my name, okay? We better, we better support each other, okay? Yeah. <laughs> see, I, I really hope that whoever just listens actually goes onto YouTube to watch that and see these wonderful things. I know you could teach us so much about marketing. I mean, it's like you have no fear. You're just like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And here you go. (laughs) So many of us get stuck in just writing and we're like, I don't know how to tell people about my book, but you are doing amazing things. Thank you so very much. But it takes people like you to be um, wise enough eyesight that intuition to say hmm be a good guest on yes. my show and you stepped out there and invited me and here I go yes yes well and it's all about having fun and sharing what we're learning with each yeah. other because we do we all have different talents and different gifts and things that we're good at and unless we talk to each other and say hey how do you do that we're not you know, we'll never get it because I know my brain space is not, it doesn't work the way yours does. And so I can learn from you and go, okay, I need to take notes and I need to just try this. And I need to have that excitement because I feel like I'm a a fairly happy people person, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I just loved watching you at the conference. Somebody walked by and you're like, Hey, and I was like, why can't I do that? Because I love that. And I love people that do that and pull me in because I enjoy getting to, to know people as well. But I'm kind of like, uh, okay, I'm just gonna sit here. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you are looking at me. Okay, come talk. <laughs> so I love that about you. <laughs> that's funny. That's cute. Because I tell anybody, just invite me. I not know anybody. I may not know anything about the program. Just I just want to get in the door. I I need to do. Just let me get in. Okay. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, I know um, we're probably getting a little bit close to the the end of our recording time here. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to share anything that you haven't that like, if I haven't asked a question to allow you to share something that's in your heart that you just want to be able to share to go ahead and do that. Um, tell us, you know, when we might expect this new book, where can we find you on social media? Um, all that kind of stuff. And wow. Thank you for that opportunity. I'm ready. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in several areas when, uh, I just, I'm very grateful when it comes to technology, I'm learning as I go. So in terms of the zoom platform, I have a book talk, I call authors and we just talk about our books. We have a lot of fun 
And I wanted to start that because so many times people are intimidated by somebody that's in their field. I have nothing to hide because what's for me is for me. And I remember when I first got started with uh, a divine connection, when I didn't know anything about anything, I just got on the telephone and I started calling authors up, told them who I was, I wanted, invited them to my wellness center, and they was just intrigued to come to see who in the world is this woman that's going to call me and talk about my particular project. So at a particular time, that's how that was happening. But getting back focused to tell you that particular platform, Book Talk, I like to talk to you about your books. The next platform with Zoom, we have a show called Celebrate because it doesn't matter who you are, you did not get where you are by yourself. So I think about who has helped me in all of these beautiful 63 years, who helped me? Sometimes you talk about things, but you don't go back and tell a person, girl, you remember when I was in the sixth grade, you really blessed me, you really said such and such. Or do you remember when I first opened up my first wellness center? You encouraged me, you said, go for it, you can do it. These are things that I never forget. So I call these people, and I tell them, I want to interview you. I want to publicly celebrate you. So I call these individuals and a lot of them are in tears. Most of them forgot about me. And then they say, oh, I remember that. And I tell them, okay, now this here is the time that we're living. I can't hug you. And I'm real touchy, touchy. I can't hug you. So I said, go ahead, put your elbow up there. Bump my elbow and we just have a great time. So both of those platforms are on Zoom. You can follow me on Facebook up under Phyllis Hodges. And at that particular time, you can see what I do from a personal standpoint. You can meet family members. But what you're really going to love is seeing clips, segments, I guess 30 to 45 minutes about the Hodges. Me and my husband, oh my God. I'm so silly. He's worse than me. You learn about romance, touchy, touchy. You learn about the ups and downs in our lives and informative information. And all of that's on Facebook Live. And we air it every Sunday at 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. But again, I pop on media, FaceTime, uh, so often people probably wonder, well, is that the real show? No, I'm giving you some advanced information about what's going to happen or we're just going to do it. So anyway, they can find us there. Uh, Instagram, again, if you notice, I do a lot of one woman show. That's, I'm all over the place. So when it comes to Instagram, I'm on there up on the Carousel Fit for Life or eight years, but I don't post a lot. My goodness, this stuff can wear you out. But I'm telling yeah. you still, I want you to go on Instagram. And real soon, we'll be doing some lives on Instagram where I learned how to do it really well. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. But you can pick up the book from my website. Now, check this out. 
The website is so simple. Do you feel me.com? What? Do you feel me.com? That's D O Y O U feel P H Y L. That's short for Phyllis. Do you feel me.com? Check out the website. That's where you can get the book and you can get autographed copies. Now, if you choose to go on Amazon, well, go on, but you won't get an autographed copy. Contact me personal, okay? Just tap into doyoufeelme.com and I can be reached through my website, email address, and it's a mouthful. I'm gonna say it real quick, but I'm sure there'll be some kind of links that they can find out what that website is. Carouselfitforlife at gmail.com. Woo, that's a sentence, but anyway. <laughs> and we will, we'll put all those links down there in the in the show notes. <laughs> okay, okay, sounds great. Uh, and YouTube, we have uh, a few clips on YouTube, but we've been really getting the numbers uh, just really rising regarding the hot. So we're trying now to do the flip from continue to do the uh, social media with live um, on Facebook, but we're about to do YouTube. So whatever it is, when they say, follow me, chime in, follow live, click here and all of that, we want you to do it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, so we're out there, you all. And with all of that now, if you can't reach me by area, something is wrong. Just come, to my house. just come visit me or something be able to reach me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Phyllis, it has been so wonderful having you here. I love your energy. I love all that you want to share with us. And I love what you're doing, sharing stories, this living history. Um, and I, I do, I hope people go out and find it and that they learn from it and that they enjoy it. And, um, I'm sure we're going to have you back again, because I would love to have you come back and just talk about marketing ideas and where you find the strength because some of us have to learn <laughs> this strength to just put ourselves out there because we'd rather hide at home. So yes. I, I I'm inviting you back sometime in the future to come just talk about marketing and teach us what we can do better or where we can even start because uh, some of us need that. <laughs> yes, yes. I will be honored to come back. I really appreciate this platform and uh it's great. And your books, girl, I haven't even read the books, but I'm just checking out the number of books and the cover. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I followed what God is doing in you. Oh, well, thank you. I sure appreciate that. Well, we're going to wrap up with our favorite saying for all of our listeners out there who are also writers. We like to say, keep writing or start writing. 